Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm still breathing. You can do it. No, I gotta take one more. Hold on. Everybody do it with me. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I feel better. Do you? Yes. Uh, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. And uh, you know what? I think uh, we need to head to the nostalgia zone. Feeling nostalgic? Highway to nostalgia zone. Gonna stick it right in your nostalgia zone. Oh, is that what that is? Yes, what are we queens. getting nostalgic about? Oh my God, I saw this article over at the New York Post and I was like, wow, you guys are actually having a conversation I want to have. Surprise! Inflation-weary millennials canceling Netflix for MASH reruns. I was like, okay, what? Apparently this story would like to tell you a tale that millennials have discovered something called television. What? And that is over, over antenna TV, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought we would play a little homesteading game, TV homesteading, if you will. You know, that's the kids love that these days. They're canning, they're they're uh, making sourdough. Wait, am I a millennial? How did that happen? Anyway, uh, millennials and Gen Z are apparently discovering antenna TV and enjoying all those reruns we grew up with, Colleen. Um, and so I thought, let's just let's give them some tips and tricks. And I'll tell you more about like where we found all this out in a moment. But six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If you want to join the conversation and tell us what rerun you think that uh, the kids these days. And by that, I mean, like 30s and under people should watch six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What is the TV rerun that you are hopeful that those who are discovering over the air television would please watch. Yes. Um, and this all comes from, uh, the, again, a story in New York Post, but they, 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 here's, just listen to this. Tim Cannon might be the last person you'd expect to extol the virtue, virtues of a show like MASH. The 31 year old insurance broker from Chattanooga, Tennessee, wasn't even born when the history making sitcom hung up its fatigues in 1983. But after swapping his expensive streaming habit, he and his wife, Nicole, were paying about $100 a month for a bunch of things. They bought an electric antenna, electronic antenna purchased on Amazon for less than $28. Cannon says the CBC or CBS Classic is now his favorite binge watch. We weren't using our streaming services enough, and we'd had a real problem picking what we wanted to watch. Why not just cut out the cable and try this antenna thing? I mean, I do sort of love, it's sort of like the everything old is new again situation. You know, people picking up vinyl, getting into that. Uh, my son the other day said to me, hey, can we get some cassette tapes? And I did say, absolutely not, because cassette tapes were dumb. But, you know. Oh God. Well, no, they All the feels today she's but, got. No, but think about the. You moron! It was like, don't call him that name. But I did say... No, not your kid. You called Julia <laughs> Fox true. a moron. That's true. Um, but I did, But I honestly do think tapes were very difficult to listen to. For That's a different conversation for a different day. But 
I love this idea of like, we have all of the options in the entire world and we got all of those options because we wanted something more than antenna TV. And now everybody is discovering the fact that TV can come to you for free with some rabbit ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's been there the whole time. Yeah. We've got Alan on the line. Let's go to Al- Alan Alda. No, I don't think so. Uh, hi, Alan. Hi. All right, Alan, what is the TV show or the rerun that you think kids need to watch? The Andy Griffith Show. Oh, okay. I wonder, I, that's got to be on somewhere, right? Uh, I think it's still, it runs every now and then at, on some TV stations. I yeah. don't have TV anymore, though. I don't, I don't watch it. I know, who knows, but you're absolutely right. That would be a perfect one, Andy Griffith. Thank you so much, Alan, for your call. Thank Andy, you, Alan. The Andy Griffith Show, definitely, um, definitely an all-time classic. And the reason I wanted to focus on reruns is like, you know, they're... they're <sighs> Uh, here's here's the other thing to, that I would like to tell page six. I don't or not page six, the New York Post. I don't think kids are like and by that, I mean, millennials and younger who are actually adults. They're not necessarily kids. I think they they know about a lot of these shows because of streaming services, mm-hmm. right? Like they they didn't they might be watching things that we just watched because we actually had no choice, right. right? Like they've, they've got too much choice perhaps. And they've decided to, and in the case of some of these millennials, they've decided that they don't want to spend, you know, make the expense. But I bet a lot of these shows they've already come across because they're now available on, on streaming services. Sure, But yeah. And there is something different about like having the decision fatigue. Like I've got the buffet in front of me and I don't even know what there is and having it delivered to your eyeballs by the schedule. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What, uh, what retro show, what old rerun would you like for kids these days to discover? What TV show would you give? Uh, I have three. Oh, three. Okay. Let's hear them. <sighs> Little house on the prairie. Yeah. For obvious reasons. The Brady bunch. Okay. And the facts of life. Would you like to tell us why any of those um, does that uh, require watching? I feel like, well, Little House on the Prairie, for so many reasons, I think it is the perfect exercise of a move or a show about the past done in the past with people who looked like they were from the 70s. Um Based on a book, but totally not based on a book. And then just Michael Landon in general, right? Like, I think there's just a lot there. Number one. Number two, Brady Bunch. I just think that's that show. I mean, I for I love that show. Oh god, but yeah, it is so classic. it's so iconic for so many reasons, and it and it, it, it there's so many there are so many references in pop culture that go right back to that. Um, plus, like the movie, you have to in order to really appreciate the movie, you have to have watched the show, yeah. and then the facts of life because it's the facts of life. Yeah, you take the good, you take the bad. Take them both. We've got a couple people on the phone. We've got CJ on the line. Hi, CJ. What uh, rerun do you think kids these days need to be introduced to? Well, even though I do not agree with her on everything, I must say I still love Roseanne and laugh at every episode from the very early seasons until when uh, they pretended that her husband died. Yeah, that's when it went off the rails for me, I would think. Right, CJ? Yeah, it, it got a little bit meta at the end but um overall the writing uh you know still still checks out 
I love it. Roseanne, the early days. Thanks, CJ. I, I, you <laughs> know, I agree. It's funny. We were just talking about this, Holly. I think you're, are you writing a piece about Roseanne? I am. For Looper? Mm-hmm. Um, go read all of Holly's work. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say is you were just doing a piece on Roseanne, which got me thinking about why we all just fell in love, or I shouldn't say we all, but a lot of us fell in love with that show because it was so unique to television. I would think that's one that... If she hadn't been so problematic, people should go mm-hmm. back and watch because it was so transformational at the time. Isn't that a for bummer? What a sitcom provides. Yes. Well, I mean, there's also like the Cosby show, which right. was transformational in its own, which is now hard to watch. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing is if things are around long enough, we'll somehow find a way for them to not hold their space. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, do we have any other calls? We do, if we uh, quickly want to get through Katie's yeah, on the line. let's do it. Hi, Katie. Katie, what's the rerun that you would like for uh, people to get acquainted with? Oh, well, besides the first caller, I totally agree with um, Andy Griffith, but also Father Knows Best. Mm, yeah, that's a great I can't one. say that I ever, I don't know much about, I mean, I can't say that I do know much about that one. It's wonderful. I mean, I grew up with it, and it's wholesome, it's funny, and it's real. You know, it's just relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your call. Uh, do we have one more? Yeah, should last we let word? Gabriel be the last word? Let's do it. Hi, Gabriel. Gabriel, what is the uh, rerun that you would like for people to watch? I really think news radio was a great show with Phil Hartman, oh, God, and I, I mean, him. the cast was amazing. Yeah, um, that was one of my favorites. I got to go back and watch that. I never have seen an episode of that. Oh god, that was a great funny. It was kind of a sleeper of a funny show, but I I don't think it got the due probably. But Phil Hartman, oh, maybe rest in peace. I know. Yeah, and they did do I think the last season with John Lovitz, um, and he did guest star on there a bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, it really is. Go back and watch it. It's great. Right. Did you love it? <laughs> thanks for your call, thanks, Gabriel, Gabriel. And thanks for putting up with my terrible joke. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, <sighs> Gary Busey, we have details. Mm-hmm. And that's all good. I'm going to say about that. Yeah, They're not sorry. good. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Uh, we've got all the details on nasty Gary Busey on the Yay! Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. <laughs> Yeah, no, we've That's got nasty. It is nasty and prepare to get nastified. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I apologize. But but it does answer a lot of the questions we had when we learned that Gary Busey was alleged to have um, sexually assaulted some women. We now know that three people, in fact, reported to police, because I will say I remember when we had this conversation, probably was it Monday uh, when yeah, we learned first so. that he uh, had allegedly uh, assaulted women at the Monster Mania event in New Jersey earlier this month. Like, hey, did anybody report this? Because all we'd known at the time was that he'd been asked to leave, right? Right. And we had wondered why maybe the police weren't involved. Yeah. Well, we now know that at least three people reported to police that Gary Busey allegedly touched them inappropriately at that event, Monster Mania, in New Jersey earlier this month. And that's according to a probable cause affidavit uh police said that he initially denied groping anyone then now here okay so i can tell you about the details we don't need to get too like salacious about it um but i do think it's important to kind of like understand how this all went down especially because and likely there are going to be other stories Mm -hmm. about uh gary Busey that will mirror perhaps some of these allegations probably can i just also say this at this event but also at others 
Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like in his life, you will probably if there's a move, we are probably going to see more mm. of this move. It wouldn't have just been one event for the first time with somebody who's now 78. Right. That's all I'm saying. Uh, he initially, as I said, denied groping anyone. But then this this is just so weird to me. Asked police to, quote, apologize to the victims for hmm. him. So question, Bradley, if you've not done something, do you apologize for doing it? No. Okay, just checking. Go no. on. Well, then, I mean, add that to he later asked the detectives in this case to talk the victims out of pursuing complaints. Um, like, hey, can you uh, get these ladies to not file their complaints? Can you do that? So again, we know this from this affidavit wherein police detectives say they were called to the Doubletree Hotel and uh, three, or excuse me, there were two victims initially that reported being sexually assaulted by the actor. Quote, they reported that they were in a photo shoot area during the Monster Mania event and were having their picture taken with the defendant. So like during this photo shoot, he... And I'm just going to say this because, again, I think that we're going to see a move like this, perhaps. During the photo shoot, the defendant placed his face near one of the victim's breasts and asked her where she got them before attempting to Mm-mm. unlatch her bra strap. No! Another woman reported that Gary grabbed her buttocks during the photo shoot. The next day, a man reported, and so this is where the third one comes from, his daughter had been sexually assaulted by the actor Mm-mm. and that he grabbed her buttocks oh my gosh now again he denied allegations of misconduct initially and has also since after being contacted by the media you can imagine denied the allegations of sexual conduct to tmz when they caught up with him at a malibu gas station he said he was not inappropriate at all none of this happened nothing happened nothing it was all false. Now, go back to the first part of the story that I shared with you. Uh, what he, did I tell you he did? He apologized. Or he wanted, no, he, he, wanted, the a, he wanted the detectives to apologize, to apologize for him. And also ask them not to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, I, I would just like to say that um, it's likely we're going to see more of this. I think you pointed that out, of course, initially when we mentioned this story, that... Um, and and we've just seen this because we've seen this so many times, oh, right? Yeah. A guy has a move. He's 78. You're telling me that he has not groped a woman well, at one of these events before this was the first time? Well, and remember, I, the I, allegations are true. I told you that story from somebody who worked with him on Celebrity Apprentice, who he just casually uh, groped. And and she said she was so surprised oh, yeah. by yeah. it that, that she was she, like she just said, "Oh, I've never been uh, assaulted sexually by assaulted by a celebrity before," and that was her response to it. Because when you're caught off guard, you don't necessarily, you know, you don't know what to do because, like, they don't teach that in person class. You know, they don't tell, like, and here's what you do when somebody sexually assaults you. No, and yeah, we don't, I mean, I I think our mind often will do that thing, and we've learned uh, since, or I I should say, those of us from a generation where we didn't understand perhaps the importance of not shaming victims, but Mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of times people's brains go to like, well, why would you, why wouldn't you say something or do something? Because when are you ever, like, when does, how do you learn that lesson? Right. 
When did went to your point? What yeah. class did you take? They don't teach you that in like, person school. Somebody sexually assaults you. Now what? Yeah. I mean, hey, in this day and age, now, actually, now they you do, do because like I go all the way back to like my freshman orientation in college in 1993, and we had had to watch a whole video, which we kind of uh, roundly mocked, but mm-hmm. I guarantee paid attention to, which was this is what you do if something like this happens. Um, but again, the moral of the story is I think this is but the first we're about to hear of this. And what's interesting is I think the good thing in this case is that there is an actual criminal trail, mm-hmm. meaning there is a criminal complaint. Mm-hmm. Gary Busey's going to have to show up for court mm-hmm. at the end of the month, actually at the end of this week. And he's now facing actual charges of criminal sexual contact. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just don't think that monster mash people or whatever it's called thank you (laughs) would ask him to leave if there weren't probable cause yeah so mm, oh ishy okay well we'll follow that even though we think it's gross uh when we come back though on the colleen and bradley show dumb people doing dumb things crazy stupid after this on my talk 1071 Oh, dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainor. Hi. And we call these dumb people doing dumb things crazy stupid. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why, America? Well, because the world is full of them. Crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes other places. Like? Florida. Yep, we're going to St. Pete's. That's St. Petersburg, for those of you not in the know. And We like to uh, save time by a brief. Yeah. I need to tell you a, sta- a stale, I was going to say a tale and then a story, so it became stale. It's, it's a stale story. It's uh, not a stale, st- well, that's uh, up to you to decide. Uh, leave it in the comment box. I don't want to hear it. Um, the St. Petersburg Police Department says that a guy by the name of Christopher Verstratton, that's a new one, Verstratton, like V-E-R hyphen Stratton. Hmm. Never heard that name before. Neither have I. Anyway, uh, Mr. Verstratton age 33, did something recently, it'll change your life forever. Probably won't, but it certainly earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. Would you, would you like to guess what Mr. Van Stratton, I'm sorry, Ver Stratton did? What did Mr. Ver Stratton do? I should give you some context. Yeah, I mean, because really the world is my oyster. It really is. It's your dumb oyster. It is. Uh, Taco Bell. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Okay, I cannot imagine. Taco Bell. Okay, so he went to Taco Bell. Uh, oh, he just ordered one of those dumb flatbread pizzas. <laughs> no! Okay. We talked about that story yesterday, and uh, I would call them dumb and lazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's not what it was. No, it was not the dumb and lazy frat- uh, flat bread. <laughs> okay, so he was at the Taco Bell, at which point he ordered 
uh, a lot of tacos, and he was upset mm. because they did not give him enough fire sauce, and he asked for a lot of fire sauce. You know, that's a great story, but it's not one that we're going to tell today. Okay. So instead, I'm going to give you a further hint. It involves a drive through window. Okay. He found himself at the drive through window of the Taco Bell, at which point he ordered... Uh, <laughs> He did order tacos because that's that seems like the right thing to do. And when he received his tacos and realized it was the wrong order, he threw hot tacos at the person at the window. Wow. No, I'm, I'm here for all those things. And also that would be like a felony. Right. Getting rid of perfectly good tacos. Agreed. No, here's what had happened with 33 year old Christopher Verstratton. He this was on a Saturday night. Late Saturday night. Imagine you're working the drive-thru. <sighs> Welcome to Taco Bell. Can I take your order, please? Do they even do that anymore? It's been so long since I've been through a drive-thru. Or is there like... Like, you mean, do they welcome you? And I don't ask even know if there's people order? anymore. Like, you know, well, like, you know what they do? They give you a voice that sounds like it's a real person. See? I told you. And then, like, and then two seconds later, after you... Welcome to Taco Bell. Yeah, it's like, it's like, hi, I'm Ashley. Welcome to Taco Bell. How, would you like to order? And then they try to, like, upsell you something. Yeah. And then you're like, no, thanks. I'm just going to have the Mexican pizza. And then you get, all right, what else do you want? Oh, and then it's definitely a different See, person. I knew I was like because I, I it's been a long time anyway. No, what had happened was uh, Julie or whoever is like, can I take your order? And uh, Mr. Verstratton decided, uh, yeah, you can. And in fact, I'm going to uh, just get naked and crawl through the window. Pardon? What? Excuse me? Yes. Uh, Mr. Verstratton got buck naked, Mm-mm. took his pantaloons Etc. off <laughs> pantaloons. pantaloons and uh, his socks and crawled his naked uh, through the drive through window of the Taco Bell located at 4th Street North. And uh, you can imagine there was a little bit of a commotion inside the Taco Bell upon the insertion of a naked man into the restaurant. That was a choice. And he... <laughs> Walked behind the counter and around, I should say, into the lobby area, laid on the floor. No, see, refusing to leave no. while displaying <laughs> his, his sexy organ. organ. His yeah. burrito? Yeah. <laughs> or chalupa. I don't uh-huh. know which. Yeah. Unwrapped. He was arrested shortly after on a charge of exposure yeah. of sexual organs. Sounds good. Um, uh, I when they said "think outside the bun," I don't think that's <laughs> okay. what they meant. So outside the bun or outside the box? I thought it's it the bun. The bun. I think know, outside. I just, okay. I just taking Both, it a different direction. Either one would work. Okay. Um. For our next story, we are going to Oakland. California? Yep. All right. We're actually we're going to a baseball game. Fun. You'd be excited. I mean, I it would be a familiar place. However, I would be beside myself if I saw this at a baseball game. Apparently, during the Oakland A's game on Sunday, where they played the Seattle Mariners. Two spectators got pretty randy in the standees. Oh. 
Randy and, in the standees. And I, first of all, I would just like to say I didn't realize that uh, a Sunday game could ever be this empty. I can't say that I know a lot about the Oakland A's, but nobody's there. <laughs> like, nobody's there. The stands are completely empty. But somebody caught on camera a lady person um, giving a gift to... Oh. A male person oh, in the stands. People. Like out uh, in the open. What out, were people like, thinking? For realsies out in the open. Yeah, like literally right there. Yeah. Luckily just... at a distance such that I don't need to see the details. But... Exactly. Aren't they worried about getting a sunburn? <laughs> Apparently um, not. Holly, I kind of feel like, uh, no. It's a clear day. Uh-huh. It is yeah. a clear day. But the you know what? The only one that needs to worry we're about a suntan is the guy's face. I mean, everything else is covered, covered up. Exactly. The worst sunburn I got, by the way, this is why you should always put on your. Was SPF. why you were having sex. No, it was on a cloudy day. Jeez. Yeah, you always forget to put on your sunscreen. I do, and it was a cloudy day, and I got the worst sunburn of my life. So put on that SPF. I don't care what the weather is. Put it on. Okay, so an Oakland Police Department spokesperson said cops are aware of the allegations, and they've great launched a probe into the matter. No, don't um, say launched a probe. That is. What they said. Uh, they were not alerted until after the game, and they have now initiated an investigation. We have inserted ourselves into the story. <laughs> um, Press guy has a sense of humor. Well, you know, he certainly he certainly gave them a mouthful. Um, no, if charged, no, no, canceled. We're not doing that. Convicted. Oh, wait, Check no, out what the penalty is for this, you oh. guys. It's the a f- penalty for the hoo-hoo and the ha-ha? In the outsides. Uh, the, the insides and the outsides. <laughs> in the, outsides. Um, the penalty for this offense is up to six months behind bars and or wow. a fine of $1,000. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they just rolled the dice. And they yeah. were like, I don't know, maybe, you know, if it's on your wish list... Too cheap to be that horny in public. Yeah, well, <laughs> Holly, I want that on a T-shirt. Too cheap for to you. be that horny too, in public. Too, too cheap, cheap to, to be, be horny. horny. <laughs> it's true. All right, we're done now. Bradley, where are we going next? Let's take our. Thank oh. you. <laughs> it's a home run. He shoots. Oh, wrong sport. That's wrong sport. that's the wrong sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are we going next? That that didn't age. No, uh, it didn't. It didn't actually. Mm. I'm, anyway, I'm just going to shut up and tell you that we're going to Santa Cruz now. Okay. I know you're like Santa Cruz. Where? California? No. Oh, I assumed that we were staying in California. Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, fun. Two uh, islands or an is- an island nation that I would like to uh, visit someday. Wherein there's a guy. Uh, Are you saying you'd like to Tobago there? Okay. No. All right. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I want to tell you about a 42 year old of Las Sagas Road. He reported around 11:45 in the PM on August 19th that he got into a um, silver colored CK4 Mitsubishi Lancer. Okay, great. I know you're like, there's a lot of detail here. Well, this guy got into this car and, you know, he, well, look, he had perhaps had a little to drink, a little too much to drink. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, and you know, he decided I am just not going to drive, which is, that's a good, good. impulse, right? He fell asleep behind the wheel and, uh, was the car at a full stop. Oh yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I thought you said he didn't want to drive. I'm confused. Yeah. No, he didn't. He, he fell asleep behind the wheel. Yeah. 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 But he wasn't like the car wasn't, the car in, wasn't motion. in motion. Thank no. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he did, however, wake up. And uh, uh, he woke up and Mm -hmm. then went home, you know, so he basically slept it off in the vehicle. And when he returned the next day to pick up his car, Mm -hmm. the car was gone. Because he drove it home. No, he didn't drive it. Remember, he was drunk. He got behind the wheel of the vehicle. He got up the next morning and went home, presumably because he wasn't sober yet. Okay. And then when he returned to get his vehicle... The car was gone. The car was gone. Okay. So, you know, in this case, it's like, it's not really crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. He obviously had left the vehicle unlocked, though, and Mm -hmm. so therefore, you know... Somebody was able to steal the vehicle, but I feel like his impulse was good. Yeah, he made a good right? choice. He said the car was missing. Officers visited the scene. A report was lodged with stolen vehicles. People are now requesting that I, you would think like, I don't know how big this area is, but you'd imagine somebody would have seen the vehicle on CCTV. Well, yeah, one something. would think. Right. It was in the vicinity of Bermuda's Biscuits Company Limited. Oh, so if anybody was along Maloney Street in Petite Bourg San Juan in the vicinity of Bermuda's Biscuits Company, call the police. I feel sad for him. I know. I feel like at least, you know, even though I will say if you, well, I guess it depends on the law of the land, like wherever you are. But you you got to be careful getting into your vehicle, even if you're not going anywhere. This is true. It's a good point. Because if you put, sometimes it's just as easy as if you put your key in the ignition and sit there that you could still be arrested it's true so or in this case you could lose your vehicle oh man uh okay well when we come back on the colleen and bradley show it is time for us to play a little game and that game is called the throwback live we will do that after this on my talk 1071